that just makes you feel welcome, a slamming door. I got here early. Just looking at an empty room. This seems to be the new thing, is that I just sit and look at an empty room and then get told I'm late. Shame it didn't stay that way for the rest of the podcast. It would have been a much more enjoyable experience. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, a conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Please do not adjust your headset. Sabotage. I can't hear you. Just talk properly. No, you're just miming because I can hear I can hear your lips moving. Now, how many years did you study mime? Three. So you're going to do the whole thing miming. So Darren's uh, turned up pretending that his uh, mic's off, but it's actually on, and he's wearing a doctor's outfit. So he's got on a white coat, and it's got a red cross on it, and he's got a stethoscope. And hanging off one ear is a mask, face mask. And he's still got no hair. And so you're just going to sit there in silence. Have we started? I'm still waiting for that, oh, well done for getting here on time. Have we started? Yes. Sorry, am I late? No, you're still early. It's not quarter two yet. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought it was a late queue. Sorry. So, and your point is? No point. Sorry. I'm glad that I'm on time, that I'm doing things properly. He's pointedly now drinking water to make that he's on dry February. Yeah. I'm glad thinks, I'm on time and doing things properly. That's good. Yeah, well, we both are. So that's lovely, isn't it? Mm. Good. How How are you doing? So why are you dressed as a doctor? Well, when else did you see me dressed as a doctor? On Sunday, but we don't need to talk about that. No, but I thought I'd give you a second chance to get it right. Why? What did I say you were dressed as? No, I mean the the show. I thought if I came this afternoon, in like I, basically this afternoon, I'm going to give you the second chance to to get it right. You just there's no way you could let that lie, is there? Let what lie, Stephen? <laughs> but I made I made one technical mistake in one of your shows. You made one technical... Well, one major technical episode. The other mistakes were either nothing to do with me knowingly or they weren't that big. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm not... I pride myself on being somebody... A perfectionist. ...that doesn't hold grudges. (laughs) It's all twisted. So I don't want you to think that today's episode is just going to be me getting at you uh, for being rubbish at your job. It's not going to be that because that would be really naff and really mean and really pathetic, really. So just to be clear, let's set some boundaries up. Let's do some protective behaviours. This afternoon isn't going to be full of loads of jokes about bad technical cues and inappropriate cues and mistakes. Sabotage is what we're talking about. Just to flag up, that's not what this afternoon is going to be about because I'm a professional, so I'm going to do everything properly. Uh, nobody that I know that saw it noticed that I'd made a cock up anyway. Uh, just funny, I wrote to somebody this morning, uh, 
I made it quite clear how much I loathe the going on, keep going on song itself and the dance. So I'll never hear the end of my so-called sabotage. Funny, you've just used the word same word. Isn't that strange? No, I, like I say, I don't hold grudges. It's like, you know, you allegedly, when we're not in pandemic, work in the theatre doing technical stuff. Uh, I trusted that. Uh, didn't do my research. Didn't ask for your CV or your resume. Didn't ask you to write a covering letter uh, applying for the job. Uh, because you were my friend, I let you do it. My my bad, not yours. I'm not I'm not angry. I mean, I'm disappointed, but I'm not angry. Uh, so what's worse, anger or disappointment? Well, what's worse for you, Stephen? That's, <laughs> that's the question, isn't it? What what touches you more? And not that much touches you because you don't have any feelings anyway. Disappointment. Disappointment. Yeah. So I'm very disappointed. So. <laughs> I wasn't even asked to do it. It was It's your usual passive-aggressive way that you say, you don't have to say yes to this. Uh, don't feel you've got to say yes to this, but would you? Sure. So let's have a little lesson in clarity and passive aggression. So I'm going to give you an example of passive aggression, and then I'm going to give you an example of clarity. Your challenge is, can you choose the one that's passive aggressive and the one that is clear so you don't have to do this you don't have to say yes to this you can say whatever you want to this however here is my question here is my request have whatever response you would like yeah i'm waiting sure b <laughs> comes via text call me so your challenge in this quiz, so I've tried to keep it simple because you're not very bright and you can't stand up on flat surfaces. So I've tried to keep it simple is which one is passive aggressive and which one is clarity? Have you frozen or are you just being stupid? Oh, I think you might have genuinely frozen. That's annoying. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. To save you the agonies of having to listen to him, he kept up the Just Keep Swimming little song at this point for one whole minute. Can't find my phone, can't find my phone, can't find my phone, found my phone, found my phone. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Oh, your laptop's gone into limbo. Basically, just got a text from Stephen saying his laptop has gone into limbo. I think this could possibly be the most interesting podcast yet. Because uh, Stephen isn't here. Uh, yeah. Good. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Anyone with a grain of creativity in their bodies would have taken this opportunity to do something really funny and witty and entertaining for the listeners. But no, for the next one minute and 40 seconds, he kept the Just Keep Swimming song going. Even as Darren's only friend in the world, I have to say there is something not right about somebody who is able to do that. Shut up. It's not funny, just shut up. Just keep 
I don't think that recorded because it didn't say it recorded. What is it that you're even talking about? What's just happened before we got kicked out? I don't think it recorded. It's all recording. It's been recording the whole time. Oh, has it? So why did I get... Oh, so you you didn't get kicked out? No, because one of us, yeah, oh. is doing their job properly. <laughs> one of us is sabotaging. So you've got two people in a room, in a meeting, both allegedly professionals. However, one of them is being professional. The other is just being messy. And not only are they being messy, their mess is impacting on everybody else. The worst sort of mess. It's like being governed by a Tory government. It's like not only are you messy and emotionally dysfunctional, you toxically spread it onto everybody else. It's so like, call me. No, please, go on. Call me is passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah, we've done this. It's in a previous yeah. episode. You probably don't remember because you don't remember anything. <laughs> well, I, I do remember that. Good. So that the other one was silence. The other one was clear. You don't have to say yes to this. However, here is my question. Here is my request. No is an acceptable answer. Here is my question. Here is my request. That's clarity. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean I don't have to say no? Don't have to say no to what? Now I know we had a blip and um and you you were messy and your laptop was messy because you've got a whole little energy electronic exchange going on between you uh so you're as messy as each other notice how you, the impact of your messiness on the world um however do you not remember what we were talking about before you removed yourself from the conversation you went silent as a option a then you said option b call me and then i then you said you've frozen and i oh, got no further maybe if we indulge your Ridiculous. No, we're not indulging. That's what happened. So option A was, you don't have to say yes to this. Any answer is acceptable. But would you consider doing X? Oh, that's option A. I thought, okay, uh, that's clarity. Yes. Not passive aggression, as you tried to describe it. No, I never tried to describe it as passive aggressive. From the word go, I said, call me was the passive aggressive choice. No, you're getting... No, you didn't say anything. You went, this is your first one. And then you just went silent. You didn't say anything. And then you said, call me. I thought the first option was silence. And the second option was call me. So I said, call me. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I feel like... It is difficult talking to you. It, I feel like I'm using my words and giving you really clear instructions. And yet, when I say to you, can you turn the music off at this point? It doesn't seem to happen. So then when I say to you, option A is this and option B is this, you only seem to hear option B. And then you're like, oh, I think we should have a tech rehearsal. I'm not sure how much we could rehearse this moment. Like imagine we were in a national theatre when we were funded to rehearse endlessly for like six, eight weeks. I'm not sure it would help you. No one listening to this is having, will have a clue what you're talking about. What I love is that nobody listening to this will see just how much you minced your drinking your drink then. <laughs> it was like, I've never seen such a mincy drink acting in the whole of my life. I wish that this wasn't audio. Because I'm not sure, uh, I need to check this with the audio description department, 
that I'm allowed to describe somebody as they mincely drink their drink. I think that might be considered a little bit inappropriate. However, I've never seen anybody drink their drink in such a mincely way. Mincely way? Yeah. Mincely? Mincely, yeah. And how do you spell it? Mincely? With letters. Yeah, because you can't spell it. So you say, you don't have to say yes, don't feel you've got to say yes, but will you? And then that passively aggressively always puts me in a position where I end up saying yes. No. What you just yes. described there, what you just described there is somebody being clear and you, as your little adapted child people pleaser, it's like you find it difficult to say no. So then what you do is you say yes to a job that you're not capable of doing. Yeah, but the point was, there's what the audience, the listeners aren't getting is the tone of aggression and threat that you always have when you say you don't have to say yes. And it was the second time I'd done it. Uh, it was I can't even drink now. What are you doing? You're just, so Stephen's just turned his camera off so that he can have a drink. You just mince, you turn the camera off. That's even more mincy than mincing in your drinky mincy way. Anyway, you asked me to do a technical job knowing that I can't do it because I couldn't do it the first time we did it together. And the only reason you asked me is not because you've got any interest in me doing it. It's because you, all your creative floaty friends um, can't do it. And so I get dragged into it. And then the one bit of technical thing you have to do, which involves my play, uh, you mess up. Was I going to mention it? No. Do you know what? Uh, I like to believe the best in people i like to think people can grow and develop i so if somebody gets it wrong the first time fucks it up the first time i'm like give them a second chance don't just don't just be getting all judgmental and prejudice and like critical parent and like throw them out of the fold because they made a mess of your first thing and you had to rescue them and 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 make them look better than they are i'm like no do you know what it was a stressful thing that i asked them to do i asked them to turn up be an adult, manage themselves appropriately and do what was asked of them. That might have been a bit much. You're on such dodgy ground here. You asked me to turn up. Did I turn up on time? Have you ever turned up on time? No, I want that question answered. You asked me to turn up at least three or four times on Sunday. Did I turn up on time on all those occasions? You did. You're right. Was there anybody else on Sunday who you asked to turn up at a certain time who didn't turn up at those times? Yes, there was. <laughs> Do you know what? In the in the uh, in the context of this podcast, that is your first point score. Parry, touche, ching ching. Your little fencing sword just bent into my little tummy there. Well done. Uh, do you or do you not? No. Okay, this is a multiple choice. Who do you respect? People A who bring you problems. B, who bring you problems and a solve with the problem, or C, people who don't say anything at all and just let everything go to the dogs? I like people who bring me solutions. Right. Did I or did I not bring you solutions to the technical errors, let's call them errors, shall we, that happened during the performance on Sunday night, which I freely admit I was responsible for? So there's a, like a serial killer who's violently murdered somebody and there's like blood and gore and guts all over the place. And then like posthumously, they're like, yeah, that's what I did wrong. It's like, yeah, you make a valid point, Dexter, 
which is lovely, but it, it was too late because you'd already destroyed the show by that point because you were bitter because your art was less good than everybody else's. <laughs> Including a 12-year-old. No, I'm, I am not going to, for one minute, pretend that my work was better than the 12-year-old's. I actually think the 12-year-old's was possibly better than everybody's work. Sure. Possibly. And, that, possibly. and that's what made you bitter. And that's why you sabotaged the whole evening. You know what? I've had to refund the 68 people that complained, let alone the 878 people that didn't complain. We've got a company meeting on Tuesday about whether we refund everyone else. Good. How's your two weeks been, Stephen? So no one's going to have any idea of what we're talking about. What do you mean? Well, you haven't put any context, given any context for this conversation. Do you know what? I think it doesn't need a context. Basically, all we need to know is that you sabotage my life. Okay, sorry. So that's all we need to know, listeners. Yeah. I'll just repeat that for clarity. You sabotage my life. Okay, I sabotaged his life. I am doing present tense and continuous. Oh, sorry, I sabotage your life. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I did not appreciate um, getting steamy with Stevie. That The last episode, the bath episode, apparently was was supposed to be called Getting Steamy with Stevie, according to a newsletter that you sent out to a load of professional people. See, this is difficult because it sounds like you've got a complaint uh, and it sounds like you imagine that there is an audience to listen to your complaint that might care. I mean, I can give you the number of the NHS helpline. I thought you'd be back in the bath anyway. Did you? Hmm. Why would you presume or assume that? Because you spent the whole of the last episode, or the second half of the last episode, saying you hadn't done half your bath jokes, so we were going to have to do another episode because of your death patch. And you thought that I'd do that now? I thought you might. Yeah. Welcome to your lack of sophistication and my superiority. Oh, he's turned the camera off again, so he can have a drink and I won't accuse him of mincing but turning the camera off by its very nature is mincing no it's not yeah it is no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. so what else has happened in your two weeks that didn't involve me sabotaging them to be honest if we're all clear you've sabotaged a lot of my two weeks did i yeah i've tried to ignore you for the past few days because i'm trying to restore <laughs> some sort of equilibrium uh, let's do a corner because we need to space them out a bit more. And I keep, I've got so many flaming jingles now that I've lost track of how many different oh, corners do we do. Oh, it's difficult being new, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, I can hear what you're saying because it's like you've got cues and it's really difficult because you've got a show that's a length of time and then you've got maybe five or six things to do where you need to press a button. It's It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. No, it is tough, though, isn't it? Because it's like if you're doing something for 90 minutes, say, and you've got to press a button five or six times, that's really difficult. What did you do before pandemic? What were you doing, by the way? Before pandemic, what was your job? <laughs> lighting technician. You were a lighting technician. Yeah, not a sound technician, which is what I've been thrown at with your productions i was a lighting technician so you were a lighting technician and the one time i suggested a bit of lighting for something that got thrown straight into the dustbin by you 
So you were a lighting technician. You've said that three times now. In the theatre. Tell us, give us a bit of context. What does a lighting technician do in the theatre? They're responsible for the operation and maintenance of the lighting. They're responsible for the operation and the maintenance of the lighting. What does that mean in the context of the theatre? Help us out. What does that mean? It means taking cues from somebody reading the script, which I did not. Ha- I do not have when I'm doing your performance. I'm having to read scripts and do everything myself. So you were in a, a, in a professional theatre company, of which yours is not, obviously. I have somebody over headphones giving me cues and telling me when the lighting changes. So your complaint about my theatre company is that you don't have headphones and somebody telling you what to do minute by minute, second by second. My complaint is the fact that, obviously because of Zoom, that is not possible. So therefore, that, but there is no acknowledgement that it's therefore even more difficult to job. And so it's even more important I get a technical rehearsal. Right. Without a technical rehearsal, I then end up sabotaging the performance and then I get the blame. I didn't sabotage it. Why am I saying I sabotage? (laughs) (laughs) So basically, your complaint is because I am all about the empowerment. So I empowered you. I trusted you. I thought, actually, if I asked you to do these five things, so 90 minute show, can you press the button five times? Uh, I don't need to be in your ears to tell you to press the button five times. I'm not pressing a button. I'm opening files, closing files, opening, shutting windows, trying to move the flipping volume without a fader, which is just with a bottom Listen, bu- button. Maybe if you weren't trying to open windows, close windows, cook your dinner, uh, <laughs> tend to the housemaid, uh, instructor to clean the bathroom, whatever, whatever. If you focused on the job, because I think this is about focus. What I'm noticing more and more, the longer, the, the, the more amount of time we spend together, the longer we work together, is that actually your problem is your lack of focus. It's like, have you had a diagnosis for ADHD? Yeah, but you see, what's interesting is that you come in my ear every Friday afternoon in an attempt to manage my life, and it's I still can't do it, apparently, according to you. Sure, but you know what? It's a work in progress. Oh, is it? Mm. Should we do the football section, and then I can mull over that and get back to you afterwards? Let's do it. <laughs> What, what, what do you even think you're doing? Do you know what? I did not appreciate your tone or your attitude during that segment. This is not okay. Yet, yeah, so not only are you now sabotaging damn cheek shows you're now sabotaging your own podcast and and not only are you sabotaging your own podcast you're sabotaging the football section what what do you think you're doing your tone was inappropriate your attitude was inappropriate your opinions were inappropriate what is it what what do you think you're doing here you are sometimes you know you're quite devoid of content last week i tried to provoke you into having a deep meaningful adult conversation about can you separate the art from the artist you then reflected back to me the whole construct of the argument without answering the question we had some feedback on that by the way did we 
Wanna know how much you love us? Then give us feedback. Feedback. So Katie Hopper Cronin wrote, and this was a comment on the website, I don't think one can or should separate the artist from their art. For instance, how could we possibly move forward without an altered perception of the artist, Darren Cheek, and his found art that is, quote, the lady shaver among the bathing clutter, unquote. Stephen has pulled back the curtain, I think she means the shower curtain, to reveal the sensitive side of his wizardry co-host. So what's lovely about this is that obviously this podcast, we try to pretend that it's all spontaneous, but uh, Stephen's reading of, of, of that feedback, we've done 76 takes. Uh, I can't, I'm not sure I can do a 77th take. So the feedback is real. The spontaneity around the feedback, not real. We are on the 76th take because Stephen does not have the ability to do anything professional, it turns out. How the how that man's been employed in the theatre for however many years is beyond me. Uh, but yeah, thanks for the feedback. I'm really sorry that Stephen felt the need to read it rather than giving it to me. Good. And the other one, <laughs> the feedback. Oh, please, was, there can't be more. You're not going to yeah, try and read more. was Aunt Fanny, Aunt Fanny, who wrote... You make me laugh out loud. Thank you. Love the intro snippets. Skillfully done. How many lovers do you have? So, I'm not sure what that means, but there we go. She obviously liked it. Can you read that again? Like you care? So, Aunt Fanny, as we say up north, she left a comment on the website which said, You make me laugh out loud. Thank you. Love the intro snippets skillfully done how many lovers do you have arnold holy you and i have a difficult relationship you've said some outrageous things i've reacted badly then we came together it's like it's a little bit of a difficult dance however one of your outrageous claims was that acting is inherent it can't be taught based on what we've experienced today i want to Stand down. <laughs> Basically, Arnold, what I want to say to you right now is that everything you've ever, all of your prejudices, all of your isms, basically everything that I hate about you, I now embrace and love about you. Because you're right. I'm a little bit upset. Upset? Yeah. Because I can't even remember why. Because <laughs> you don't look upset, you've just got a smug grin on your face. Uh, talking about upset. This week, who has Darren upset? <laughs> so, Darren, who have you upset this week? You. Apart- no, you. That's it. You sabotaged the show up. You were messy. You were inappropriate. Uh, and then I upset you by sending an email that pointed out everything that you did wrong. No, that was another passive aggressive thing. And I can't refer to the email because it referred me going to tap, tap, tap. But um, there was just this email that went out to everybody saying, oh, well done, everybody. Uh, despite uh, there being technical problems, uh, you all did a great job. Yeah. It doesn't get more passive aggressive than that, really, does it? 
So I jokingly wrote back, oh, which technical problems? And then I got the whole list, which I knew damn well existed anyway. If you ask the question, you yeah, as a, the as, as a joke. And then you got all tip, tap, 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 tappity, tappity, and you sent a little passive aggressive response back going, oh, yeah, but this was about this. And this was about this. And it was like, no, no, all you needed to do was send an email back going, yeah, I got it wrong. Sorry. Yeah, I sent an email back saying, I got it wrong, sorry, and here are some solves. <laughs> right. Should we do promote? Let's do some promote. Give me a hang second. On, oh, hang on. We haven't done Jesse Cronson yet. Are we doing Jesse's top tips? Should we do a promote? Well, it usually comes at the end. Stop sabotaging everything. Right. Ted's. It's a genuine promote. <laughs> sets of bed sheets inside the matching pillowcase. When you want to change the bedding, it's much easier to grab the set knowing everything's in there. Some people keep their spare bedding under their mattress. Well, you see, who in their right minds has matching pillowcases and sheets? Yeah, sorry, you've missed the point. The point was we were doing the promote. So that was so. Jess's top tip is now the promote. I'm completely confused now. No, so just so I did the wrong cue. Oh, well done. I'm doing sabotage. So basically, oh, brilliant, very good. Yeah, thanks. So basically, it was supposed to be the promote, but I pressed the wrong cue deliberately. Deliberately. Well done. Consciously or otherwise. Hats off, because that was just brilliant. Thanks. I completely missed the point and didn't yeah. get the joke at all. Yeah. But it was, despite that, it was brilliant. It's a little bit like you running my show. You missed the point. <laughs> and <laughs> I was hearing the music at the end. The fact that no one else was is completely irrelevant. Should we do promote? Yeah, let's do promote. Okay. Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Let's see if I can foretell what's going to happen now. Okay, go on then. Are we going to get the sex fact? No, we did that joke already. Heads. No, don't stop. Tails. Nah, stop pretending you've got the coin. I've got the coin. Yeah, exactly. You've got the coin, you're tossing it, and I'm shouting. No, I've lost the coin. Sorry. So how are we going to manage it then? I don't know. It's the, the thing is, I should have been doing my job properly. So I should have provided a coin at this point. And I haven't got a coin at this point because I'm not doing my job properly. How stupid was I to think all you were going to do was do the sex fact? No, I was going to do... It's just that I've lost the coin. Mm. I'm unprofessional and inappropriate. Let me find a coin. Hang on. It's probably with your phone. Yeah, good. Heads. So, David Hogg, man. David Hogman. No, David Hogg. I love this. This is amazing. Uh, so he's an activist. He's an American activist. <laughs> but as of a couple of months ago, he's the co-founder. This is true. He is the co-founder of Good Pillow. So basically, David Hogg has set up a competitor pillow company. I've checked with Brendan, by the way. Brendan doesn't mind me saying this. Um, he set up a competitor for Dodgy Manny Lyle, whatever the fuck his name is. He set up a competitor to the My Pillow organization company. Yeah. 
See, I do listen. Well done. That's my genuine promote. Fabulous. Thanks. Going back to pillows and pillowcases and matching bed things, who has matching pillowcases and sheets? Who has a life? No, you see, the answer to that is you just have white everything. So white pillowcases, white sheets. End of problem. Anything goes with anything. I think whatever you decide to do, you should do it professionally and properly. <laughs> so I've got some drilling to do right now. Oh, he's just picked up a saw. So Darren's waving a saw around. Oh, sorry, is it the wrong prop? Yes. Oh, I'm so... Oh, oh God. Oh, I forgot. Have I bought the wrong prop? <laughs> oh, shit. More sabotage. Are you sabotaging the sex fact? Am I sabotaging the sex fact? Yeah. What does that even mean? Well, it's the only thing we haven't done is the sex fact, and you've sabotaged everything else, I presume, to make some laboured point that has ceased to become funny some time ago. What, sorry, uh, so Stephen, what's the laboured point that I'm making? Just that I, sabotaged, that I sabotaged your professional life and destroyed your theatre company. I'm, gl- I'm glad we'd named it. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone feels better knowing that we've named it. Good. Sex fact, sex fact. Here's a sex fact. Sleeping on your belly gives you more erotic dreams. I will, of course, continue to rise above, labouring any points. That was Nothing to See Here with Stephen Thompson and this week's guest, Sharon Cheek. The Sabotage episode. Thank you for listening. You know, it's funny because I had a crisis during your piece as well. Mm. You always have a crisis during my pieces, don't you? Yeah. What was your crisis during my piece? The beginning, middle and end. Yeah. What have you been doing with your time? You're in well, I'm, 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 I'm dealing with difficult people. I'm still on that course at the moment. Right. That seems like quite a long course. Yeah. Well, I've been redoing it. Let's 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 do a little review. What have you learnt so far? Uh, to avoid toxic people in my life. How's that going? Well, it's not going well because I keep turning up to this every Friday. Yeah, and and then that sets me back, and then the tutor has to start all over again with me. Right. I mean, just just let your feelings out. It is important. I just feel all these years of you holding back your honesty have obviously damaged you. Don't look at me like that. You can't look at me like that because it's a podcast. (laughs) 